Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Keep the Receipts with Zungi and Altamush. It is post-draft time. Altamush, kick us off. Yeah, um, before we get into the draft, let's talk about what's really going down in the NBA. The big star-studded move, Russell Westbrook, is going home to Los Angeles. You sure it wasn't Landon Rishamet to the Phoenix Suns? Um, I think that was second on the list of things we were going to talk about. Uh, so okay. just just wait on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, Westbrook going home to join LeBron and AD uh, to form a big three. Um, which was surprising because right off the bat, Zengi, that trade was supposed to be Kuzma and they were going to Sacramento. And there was rumors that that was about to get done. And Buddy Heald was going to LA, which I thought was going to be a great pickup for the Lakers to get a Buddy Heald who can shoot the ball. Yep. He can shoot it, and he can shoot it very well at a high percentage, at high volume. And playing with Le- with LeBron, you know you're going to get those looks all the time. And right. I thought that was going to happen. And then literally an hour later, Woj reported, no, Westbrook's going to L.A. and KCP mm-hmm. and Kuzma and uh, Montrez Harrell and a first-round pick are going to the Wizards. And so that means the Wizards are taking the route that they're going to keep Bradley Beal and they're going to try to build around Bradley Beal. And Westbrook is trying to go win a title with LeBron and AD. Uh, right off the bat, just your initial thoughts of the trade. Um, felt like all of a sudden, because there wasn't any rumors about Westbrook going anywhere or anything of that sort. And now he's been on three teams in the last three years. It's crazy. Um, but The only MVP to be traded. Three times in three, three off-seasons. Yeah. And uh, Zengi, just your initial thoughts of the trade. What do you think it means for Lakers? What do you think it means for LeBron and, you know, competing? There's obviously a lot to figure out for the Lakers. I mean, look at it. They have five guys on on paper uh, signed to the team. <laughs> There's going to be spacing issues, obviously, if you, you know, think about it. There's going to be ball handling issues because these are super dominant ball handlers. But, you know, we've talked about ball handling in dominant ball handlers all the time we talked about this last year with the nets like is there are they gonna have two basketballs out on the court no they're not right (laughs) they're gonna figure it out um these are obviously hall of fame players that are gonna be on the lakers with westbrook and lebron and ad with lebron and westbrook they'll figure it out in terms of that but i think the surrounding pieces is what's going to determine their success because they're going to be themselves. They're going to get their own. That's what's going to happen with LeBron. That's what's going to happen with Westbrook. That's going to happen with AD. What you put around them is what's really going to enhance their abilities. And that's been always been the case, especially with Westbrook. And LeBron tends to enhance his talents around him at all times. That's just LeBron's forte. The GOAT GM, LeBron. Yep. <laughs> and so... We got to see what they're going to sign. But then again, you know, I also said this about the Nets last year, and I'm going to keep the same energy about the Lakers this year, is that when you put together a good team where where I think the Lakers are going to be a very, very good team and obviously probably going to be championship favorites just like they are every year, but that's, a lot of it has to do with, with being the Lakers. And we got to see... Who they're gonna put? Who who are they gonna pick up? And obviously, they're gonna have a bunch of role players that are gonna fall in their laps. A lot of people are gonna take discounts to be one in LA, 
to play with LeBron and have a potential championship shot. Yep. So that's bound to happen. They're gonna let's see what kind of guys they can get. And from there, that's that's what I want to see. So a couple of things about the Westbrook trade, just off the bat, now they got a big three. Um the whole idea is to compete against the Nets, right? Yeah, the Bucks won a title, but let's be all the way one hundred, right? If the Nets are healthy, they win the title relatively easily last year. They were beating the Bucks by 50 points until Kyrie got injured in Game 3. And obviously the series turned from that point forward. But they got a big three. I don't think the big three is better than Brooklyn's big three. Harden, Kyrie, KD is better to me than LeBron, AD, Westbrook. Uh, would you care to disagree? Or you think that's right? I think that's a valid argument. I think they're better. Right, don't you think? Uh, yeah, the Nets big three is yeah. definitely better. Yeah. Yeah. And so if that's the case, right? If the Nets big three is definitely better better, we think it's substantial, right? There's a big there's enough of a gap that it's pretty clear cut. Yeah. If that's the case, that means the Lakers definitely have to work on the rest of the team. The rest of the team has to be better than the Nets because I, everybody wants to see this. Everybody wants to see LeBron KD go at it for the title, yeah. you know, f- like with even teams this time, not with KD having Steph and Clay and Draymond. Um, So, you know, it'll be relatively even if they get to the finals. And that's kind of, everybody wants to see it. And it'll be LA versus New York, which if anything would do ratings, that that series will do ratings. And um, that's going to be the biggest question is what they put around them. Because right now the big question is going to be spacing, right? Mm -hmm. Westbrook, he's not not a great shooter. Uh, LeBron's okay, but LeBron's a ball handler. He's not spotting up to shoot the ball. Right. And AD, for the most part, yeah, he can shoot threes. He's kind of like Westbrook, right? Like, he still wants to work in the mid-range, and right. he's great at it. But how many guys are you going to have inside the paint? paint yeah, you, three guys. Three guys, yeah, that are, like, you know, inside the arc players. You need to get three and D guys to fill around that to definitely open up the floor somewhat because the floor, the spacing is going to be crucial for the lakers and it's gonna be frank vogel's biggest task is first of all if they get the right pieces then you know it, it can definitely work but just being able to you know uh, stagger their minutes so lebron's not always out there with westbrook and you know because that, that's gonna be the biggest problem the biggest problem with westbrook his entire career has been he's had great players he's played with kevin durant in his prime he's played with james harden when he was part of the unguardable tour james harden was out of this world good he came to the rockets and James Harden kind of unlocked Westbrook, right? It was everybody was double teaming James Harden, and then Westbrook was going four on three in the half court set, setting up teammates, going to the hoop. He was like an MVP candidate along with Harden that year, um, the one year that he played with the Rockets. But that's going to be the biggest thing is how Westbrook's decision making plays along with LeBron. Now during crunch time, you know Westbrook, he gets level headed. He's just I'm attacking the basket. I don't care who's on my team. I don't. I don't care if it's LeBron. I don't care if it's KD. I don't care if it's Harden. I'm going to try to make it happen all on my own. And that's been biggest Westbrook's biggest detriment to his to his entire career is that specific thing. Like decision-making in clutch moments when you got to get a basket, he just feels like he wants to do it too badly. And right. he ended up costing himself because he's out of control. And that's going to be the crux of the Lakers. If they can somehow solve that, KD couldn't solve it. So he left the Golden State. Harden tried it for one year, and he was like, nah, this isn't going to work. And now we see maybe, you know, LeBron is obviously a better 
facilitator than both of those guys you could argue yeah. um he's probably a better obviously a better leader yeah um and that's gonna be the thing can westbrook take a back seat when he needs to right and westbrook's getting older in his career he's getting to a point where you know you've got all the records you've broken uh you know the uh triple double record you've broken everything like there, there's you've won all these accolades individually it's time to win one uh, win something that's team oriented and the title and you know lebron in this point of his career is only thing he cares about is titles right uh, he's already won all the uh, individual accolades so then you, your thoughts on that specific thing in terms of their spacing how's that gonna work do you think it will work yeah i mean uh, see the thing is it's about westbrook right because a lot obviously lebron and ad have played together and now you bring in another guy who's had problems with another alpha running the show. He's always wanted to be alpha. And he always, you know, don't ever question Russell Westbrook's motor or anything of that nature. I don't do that because it doesn't come down to his motor or anything or how hard he's playing. He plays hard every single night, given. Yeah. Right? But what it comes down to is about his potential decision making at the time, at, at crunch times. Stop taking bad shots. He's known for that. This is historical. It's been, you know, documented. And he's constantly done this over and over with guys like Harden or guys like Kevin Durant when he's played in OKC. Majority of it is OKC because of the fact he's played mostly there. And he played one year last year with, you know, in Washington. And big props to him on last year, too, because they weren't going to make the playoffs and then, you know, Russell Westbrook took off and so did the Washington Wizards. Yep. And they started winning a bunch of ball games, and he got them into the playoffs. So big props up. So he can do those things. But, you know, that's a team that's reaching for the playoffs. It's another thing for, for a team to be in the playoffs and be championship favorites. You can't have those lapses at the end of games. You Those crucial plays, moments, cause you seasons. And that can happen. So when you're when you're trying to get to the playoffs, you're all crazy. It doesn't matter. Like you can go as hard as you want, but when it comes to getting to the championship and that one play and that two play, you know, where he might cause a turnover and take a bad shot or, you know, turn the ball over and the other team's taken off. We saw this in the finals. So playoff basketball comes down to one two possessions which leans one way or the other. Yep. And when you're when Westbrook's been on a team, a lot of times it's usually leaned on the opponent side of things. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean that's going to be uh, uh, you know interesting to watch here for the uh, for LeBron and the Lakers because LeBron's going to have to deal with this on a nightly basis. And I just want to kind of go on a limb because I I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but you know, well before I say this. LeBron's age is catching up to him. As much as people don't want to admit it, I I think you're going to start to see this a lot. Um, He is getting older. I think father's time has caught up to him. And with that being said, here's my prediction. Keep the receipts on this one, all right? (laughs) Lakers exit the second round of the NBA playoffs next year. Okay. Okay, that's I mean that's bold. Um, that's okay. I assume this is assuming everybody's healthy. LeBron is playing. Yep. Okay, everyone's healthy. Uh, Every everything is good in the Lakers. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess you know. I don't expect the AD to hold up though, but I don't yeah. wish him injury either though. <laughs> 
um yeah well we'll, we'll see I, I mean i don't want to be prisoner at the moment i don't ever doubt lebron um but i you you can see where the you know the writing is slowly coming on the wall like hey it might be you know you got to be you got to let ad be the guy or you know in this case westbrook and i, I just don't know the, the the points that i wanted to also kind of touch on was the regular season in the regular season russell westbrook is going to win you games and in those times LeBron can coast a little bit more because he has somebody who can... Russell Westbrook can win you games just because of, just you said, his motor, his go-and-get-it ability. He can get you 30, 10, and 10. He can still do that any given night. He can do 30, 15, and 15. He had like 20... He had games with 20 assists last year, 20 rebounds. So like Westbrook, ultimate competitor, regular season, it will work. They will win games. They'll be a top four or five seed. Even with LeBron, if let's just say, you know, he's resting or he's not playing as many minutes as he always does and so that's gonna be one of the big things is i think with westbrook your ceiling i mean your your floor is higher because you're just gonna be like a top four three four c just because of the sheer talent that you have on your team uh assuming this is all assuming health right mm-hmm. um but the other point is uh two years ago when the lakers won the title um in in the second round russell westbrook was a complete liability for the Rockets. Yep. In a series that James Harden was dropping 37 and 6, he was playing at an MVP level. After game 1, the the Lakers said, "Nah, bro, you're not going to score on us. We're not going to let you beat us like you did game 1." They said literally they'll double, they were trapping every time they had a pick and roll, they trapped Harden, got the ball out of his hand, and Russell Westbrook was the main decision maker. Right. And the Rockets lost four straight games from that point forward. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers were front and center to watch that debacle. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really frustrating because, yeah, I think Westbrook had just come back from COVID and maybe there was some injury lingering as well. Right. Um, but the decision-making was just horrible. The Rockets should have been getting wide-open shots every single possession. The fact that the Lakers could double-team Harden and then still be able to close to the shooters mm-hmm. is it, absurd. Like It shouldn't be you can double-team and then still get back. It's four on three. You should get an open shot or an open layup. Right. Um, and the fact that Rockets weren't even getting any good looks after them trapping Harden um, was the Lakers were right there front and center. They said, hey, you can have it. Westbrook, see what you can do. Beat us. If you beat yeah. us, you you won the series. And he couldn't. And now that, that's going to be very similar in the playoffs. Everybody's going to, you're going to be okay with double teaming LeBron if Westbrook's out there. You're going to be okay with double teaming AD. You're getting off of Westbrook's man. Yeah. You're going to be like, hey, shoot the three. Show us you can make the three at a consistent level. And throughout his career, he's like a 30% three-point shooter. So he's shown that he can't make it enough for it to matter. Um, And eventually, he's like anybody else. You go through the hot streaks where you go up and down. He can can hit, you know, four four out of seven in one game. But over the course of his career, it shows that he's going to miss more than he's going to make. And he's going to miss a lot more than he's going to make. And you're going to be able to live with that. The other thing Westbrook is... Yeah, if he's going to the hoop, he's not the greatest foul shooter either. Um, you saw one of those. That was one of the bigger problems with AD and LeBron and now Westbrook. They, they're not great free throw shooters. I don't know what happened to AD, honestly. He used to be a good free throw shooter in the 80%, 85-ish. And then now he's like in the low 70s. And LeBron's never been a great free throw shooter. Yeah. So that's another, you know, different dynamic that you don't even think LeBron's about. LeBron's LeBron off on him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 
I don't know. And then, like, I just, yeah, the AD thing was surprising. He was actually a good free throw shooter. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, but those are, like, those are real concerns that the Lakers have. Um, it's funny bringing up that second round exit for the Rockets because I was watching a clip just not too long ago of Russell Westbrook. They're down by, like, 20-plus points or something like that. And talking about, yeah, y'all better double me. <laughs> what are you talking about? You, you know, he's always, he's always been a talker. Yeah. I remember, like, he was, after the game, they won game one. Uh, he had like this big three over Anthony Davis and like he was talking to an empty crowd and there was only like kids in the crowd like it was his family members like yeah. he was talking shit to the crowd which were like babies and like family members so the the motor's always running he's always juiced and amped yeah. um, but you know we'll see what the Lakers kind of put, put around them um, I was kind of looking at some of the free agents that they could possibly go get um, maybe I mean this kind of really depends on what route they want to take right do you want to go get solid wings do you want to like you said older players are probably going to come play for the lakers because of hey we have a title chance to win a title um there's players out there right like you know kelly olenic from the rockets he's a free agent um kelly Oubre. i don't know some of these players is this are they really going to take less money well, well yeah here's a, here, some some of these guys uh like kelly Oubre, for example i don't know if he's going to take like a pay cut to come to the lakers yeah and the lakers are over i think uh, over cap space already cap space is like 112 and they're at 120 already yeah, between the, the lebron ad and yeah, westbrook's 40 westbrook. million yeah <clears throat> so they're already at about uh 120 so like they already have a very limited narrow margin so a lot of these guys that are going to come they're going to take a huge discount to come to the lakers yeah and i mean like that's the thing you're probably going to get some of these veterans that will take a discount uh, i mean i was just throwing names out there kelly Uber is obviously probably not a good example in the sense that yeah. he's a young guy you know you're going to go try to get money like some There's of these guys like yeah. you know like a, a Serge Ibaka maybe um you know maybe somebody like a paul Millsap. uh some of these guys that are a little bit older on the you know uh they're over the hill they, they'll hey we'll take a little bit less we've already made our money we're going to try to come win the title right. you know there's always those there's always players like that um danny green i don't know if the lakers want him back after all the stuff that happened with him um right. but you know there was rumors about demar Derozan coming so i don't know obviously that was via trade so it's a little mm -hmm. bit different and there's different you know restrictions yeah. when a sign in trade rather than you know straight up yeah, the signing. Dennis Schroeder situation is going to be where there's going to be a sign and trade more than likely if they don't want to keep him, more, you know, yeah. which I'm assuming they don't because they got to pay a lot of money to Schroeder if they want to keep him, I'm sure. Yeah, because, I mean, the Lakers offered him, like, a contract during the season. And he declined it, which was for, like, $100 million or something like that, and he declined it. He's not going to get as much as – because we remember what happened. Yeah. And I think we talked about this, too, where Schroeder was – declined this, this extension that he was given – and we said that he's not going to get paid due to the fact that his performance in the playoffs was atrocious. Yeah. So there's that. And, of course, the, the biggest thing for Schroeder was, yeah, like, you know, he had COVID and stuff. He came back. But, dude, like you said, you know, people are looking at the most recent thing that you did. Mm -hmm. You weren't good in the first round against the Suns. Yep. And $100 million, especially with the pandemic, teams aren't making the most revenue and so there's a lot of different, you know, revenue or uh, things that are affecting what your contract is going to be like. Of course, he's still going to get a decent contract from somebody. Mm -hmm. um, but now that they got Westbrook, I don't, th there's just no way that they're going to keep Dennis Schroeder. It just wouldn't make any sense. He's not yeah. going to take that kind of money to come play with the Lakers. Yeah. And remember when he came at first, he was like, oh, I'm I'm the point guard or I, I want to, sh I should start. And, you know, like it was like this little thing about, oh, LeBron's a point guard. 
and Dennis Schroeder was like, no, I'm going to start and I'm going to be the point guard. So it was already like this weird dynamic when he first came. Yeah. It felt like, you know, he was like, oh, it's already my team or whatever. And, you know, you're just Dennis Schroeder. Like, yeah. you're good, but you're not you're not that good. Some of his success got to his head. That's yeah. There. And so we'll see. Again, the biggest thing is going to be how they build a team around these right. three big guys. And right now, I just don't see it. I just don't see how it works, like, even remotely. Just because... I saw the Westbrook experiments very closely in Houston. Yeah. And I felt like the Rockets had a good team built around them. We had yeah. a lot of shooters. If, if anybody shot the ball like the Rockets did, like it was the right, like, you know, we built a team to shoot threes. Three yeah. and D was like the Rockets' like mantra for the James Harden era. Yeah. And it didn't work. And I just, I just don't know if it's going to work. And like you said, LeBron's on the, you know, he's finally becoming human, right? Mm-hmm. And if if anybody could do it, it's LeBron. I just don't see it happening uh, until Westbrook makes some dramatic change to his team, uh, to his game. But you are who you are. He's been this player for 10, 11, 12 years now. Mm-hmm. And if you couldn't do it with prime KD, you're not doing it with an older LeBron. Yeah. And that's my biggest point. Because um, uh, then you kind of want to transition into the draft. A little bit and kind of talk about last night. Uh, the Rockets uh, hit it out of the park last night. Uh, if you saw, I think a lot of a lot of uh, analysts, a lot of sports writers said the Rockets had best draft last night. We had four first round picks. Yeah. Uh, we had three, and then we traded for another one. Right. Um, the Rockets haven't had four first round picks in, in the entire James Harden era, so it's been a long time since the Rockets have. Uh, First of all, had a pick or actually used a pick right. to actually make somebody yeah. <laughs> on their roster, yeah, and that's been you know the, I, I appreciated that about Maury. Like you know when you have the player, who cares about first round picks? Try to go get solid veterans and try to build around and win the title. Right. And you know of course number two Jalen Green. Uh, people are talking about you know this this top four of this draft might be one of the best top fours. We'll see how time progresses and shows. Mm-hmm. But they were comparing this top four to like a lot of top fours, you know, in other drafts. You know, the Barkley draft, the mm. Keen Barkley drafts. Like the people are like really high on these four guys. Um, and I'm just really excited, honestly. Yeah. Um, just from the strength of the fact that we don't have those lull years. We went from James Harden. Now we have hopefully, I believe, a cornerstone franchise player. You had Kevin Porter Jr., who can be that as well. And now you got another guy in the backcourt that can go along with him and Jalen Green. But did and you guys pick up Dragon Bender with the fourth pick? No, that's... No, we, oh, that sounds dead. The, <laughs> the, not the, no, we definitely Lord did not... Lord mercy on those years. Yeah, and you see, that, that's also the thing. that, that That's one thing that I did want to ask you about. Is like, yeah, you got a top pick. You got to make sure you hit. That, that guy has to be good. You know, you can have all the picks you want... Like, the Suns had how many top five picks in the last 10 years? I mean, we had Len Bender. We Marquise Chris was the eighth pick, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, Who Devin else? Booker was, like, your best player, and he was, like, the 14th, 13th, 13th yeah, right? 13th right? pick, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then you guys had Mar- you guys had Markeith Morris. So you guys had, like, you could be in the lottery for years, and, like, you see teams like the Pistons, the Knicks, the Suns, Charlotte, all these teams, they've had countless, numerous picks in the top three top five top one and if you don't hit with that that a guy doesn't pan out for whatever reason 
you're back in the same situation. And, you know, I think that the fact that we have uh, Kevin Porter Jr. there already, we also have Jalen Green now, um, Usman Gruber. Uh, Gruber for, uh, we also got uh, Rafael Stone said he's the best defender that's not in the NBA. So that's a big statement mm. to make. He said he's the best defender in the world that's not playing in the NBA. So okay. uh, he's playing in the Olympics, so definitely going to check him out and see how he's doing. Obviously, a lot of these players... Um, uh, we'll see. It's just you know I'm excited about Jalen Green out of anybody, of course, because he's the top two pick. Yeah. And the future looks bright. We don't have those low years where we were stuck with Kevin Martin and Louis Scola and Aaron Brooks and whatnot. So yeah. you know those years when you're just mediocre, but you're not terrible, so you don't get any top picks, but you're not good, so you don't get any like you're not good either. Right. That's like the worst spot to be in the Rockets. We're in there until we got Harden. Yeah. But I, hopefully we avoided that situation and we'll kind of go from there. Just your thoughts on anything, you know, draft-related, Rockets-related or anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, so Kate Cunningham went one, which I guess was decided from the Detroit Pistons, and then Jalen Green. So I like the fact that I haven't really, to be honest, have not really looked into these guys that much, but the fact that Jalen Green played in the G League, he has a lot of, you know, man experience. Like, he's played against men. He hasn't played against college players, you know, that aren't that are not going to pan out to be in the NBA. Yeah, a lot of these G League players that are in the league in G League are trying to make it to the NBA. That's literally their next step. And you know he's playing against men. He's learning professionalism. He's learning a lot of things. He's learning to travel. He's learning literally everything that an NBA player does, but just to a, a little bit of smaller uh, on a smaller scale. So. Yeah. That is gonna give him an advantage over a guy like Kate Cunningham, which is which is why I'm assuming like the Detroit Pistons didn't come to a conclusion till the very end about Kate Cunningham is because they didn't know whether you know they want to pick a guy that's already been in G League, but obviously we want to pick a guy with who's the most NBA ready, who's also gonna have a high ceiling, things of that nature. So. You know, Jalen Green, I, I think he's going to pan out. I mean, he, he looks solid, at least from what I've seen, the little bit of that I've seen from him. So, I mean, I wish him the best of luck and the Rockets to have another lottery season. What? What was the last part? Uh, oh, oh you, you don't know how that goes, do you? <laughs> yeah, you, you get top picks and you get another one afterwards. <laughs> See, we went through 10 of them. Yeah. Um, hopefully the Rockets <laughs> isn't that long, but, <laughs> but uh, I don't know about the playoffs yet. Yeah, and I mean, of course, like we're not expecting um, to compete this year. Uh, it's obviously a developmental season for those players. Um, you kind of, I think, the biggest thing is going to be to get like you want to give the young guys as much time to play, gel together, grow together, mm-hmm. and you know that's how champ. Like some of the teams that are championships organically built is kind of through that sort of thing where these guys they they don't play very like i mean they don't win a lot of games their first couple of years but then you see them turn the corner very mm-hmm. similar to the booker's sons stuff um where obviously it took a little bit longer um you have to yeah. get somebody like a chris paul eventually yeah. you're gonna have to go get another you're gonna have to yeah. go probably get a star right unless these guys become bona fide stars themselves right which would be ideal but probably not mm-hmm. um if they do um then you know you have the same thing similar to the warriors where you have Steph become MVP caliber player and then you know Clay Thompson the ideal perfect second guy to right. him and then you build around with Iguodala you get these solid veterans Andrew Bogut 
Draymond obviously was defensive player. He was the anchor of that defense. That's how you build an organic, you know, organically built team, especially in this in this era. It's never like that anymore. It's you get you you just go sign the best players and you join the team. You build a super team. Yeah. You win the title. It's got to be that that time frame, right? I, I want to say maybe like three, four years max for yeah. them to build, like get you know acclimated with each other, and then after that, get those stars and see if you can win, because a lot of these players. They prolong their, you know, try, like, for example, the Suns, right? A lot of the young players that came into the league uh, for the Suns built bad habits because they were with a bad organization and they kept losing. And that's all they really know how to do anymore. So, yeah. and that's what I guess the Rockets, are, or, or the Rockets have to avoid because, you know, they want to, you want to stay away from building those bad habits for these young players. Because some of them are going to become solid regardless of, you know, star power or not. Majority of them are going to be like role players and some of them might not be in the league. So make sure that, you know, it's done within a, a good amount of time and, you know, b- put that team together and try to go for that, you know, elusive championship run. Yeah. And look, last couple of things on Jalen Green. Uh, he had one playoff game. It was a play-in game, but, you know, the same idea as the NBA's. Uh, 37 and five in one game. Yeah, they, mm. they ended up losing the game, but he's, he was straight out of high school playing against practically semi-pros, pro-level players, and 37 and five in a playoff game. And one of the big things is having that it factor, right? When the lights come on, yeah, it's a G League, but the pressure is still there when you're playing against these guys who are borderline NBA players. I mean, his pressure is definitely there, right? He's trying to make it to the NBA. Yeah. And his pressure is definitely higher than a lot of those G League players. So coming out there and performing against men on top of that who are doing this for a living. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's special. Yeah, and I mean, of course. So, I mean, we're going to have a lottery season next year. And then in two years, the Rockets are obviously going to win the title in 2024. You got delusional people on this podcast. Um, You know, we're going out there. We're making you know crazy predictions this isn't a crazy crazy prediction because it's happening in two years so just be ready for the parade in 2024 uh i've been hearing this for the last 20 years y'all <laughs> <laughs> um i i got nothing much to add also one other thing uh, another prediction i'll make more closer to timeline uh the summer league team that's going to happen the rocks are going to win the summer league title uh we have the best players on we have four four rookies that are gonna win it of course i hear that every year too uh, <laughs> <laughs> and i think the, the rock is on once right no we didn't. or they lost we they lost, lost on the final yeah, oh. lost. it was a nick, nick johnson led so, rockets or oh, that. <laughs> nick johnson. oh i remember nick johnson yeah 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 um, <laughs> but yeah i mean uh next up i think uh, to look just uh further ahead a little bit here the free agency should be coming right up so we'll have that podcast right up as well as soon as that starts to take place. There's going to be a lot of moves, and let's see what a lot of these teams who are already on top, like what kind of moves they can make and what kind of free agents they can sign. That's going to be really interesting to see, especially for the Lakers. I expect the Suns to be in a couple of those, so let's take a look at those as well. Yeah, and we'll just, you know... It's not just free agency. Any major storyline that pops up, um, we'll yep. definitely try to cover. Obviously, the Olympics are still going on, so we'll try to cover some of that as the knockouts round start. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if 
somehow USA get upset or USA win, you know, we'll definitely try to cover those things as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of, it's going to be a free-flowing thing. You know, we said it once a week, but we're trying to do more as much as we, you know, as much as we can, and we want to make it entertaining. We don't want to just talk about some the same stuff that you hear on 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 tv all the time the same random debates we want to cover some new stuff and that'll be the goal with the podcast um and on that note we out we out